Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. You'll never be alone, and Mackie and Judd today is actually uh, Zolget and Tom Chorsky, former golfer, former National Hockey League player, and a very appropriate day to have Tom in because the news just breaking now that uh, Don Lucia is stepping down as the, the golfer hockey coach. We'll, pl- uh, we'll talk plenty more about that throughout the uh, remainder of this show. But joining us now is a hockey coach who just had some phenomenal success, former golfer goalie Rob Stauber, who... Uh, who coached the U.S. women's hockey team to gold a, a few weeks back. Thanks for joining us, sir. Congratulations. And my first question is this. What have the past few weeks since this uh, success been like for, for you just as far as traveling around, the accolades, and all of that good stuff? Well, um, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, to be perfectly uh, honest about it, is, you know, as, uh, as a coaching staff, we really stayed uh, in the background. Uh, the players have done a, a great job representing the team and what they accomplished. And um, you know, I'm, I can just tell you that as a staff and myself, we're just so happy for the players. Uh, so many of those players, at least ten of them, um, uh, to be exact, were on the uh, 14 team that lost. And um, I'm just so happy for you know not only them but the entire team that they have a different experience. And they know what it's like to be on the other side and, and uh, obviously winning that gold medal. Hey, Stobbs. Sure. Hey, Tom. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm still waiting for the return from the congratulatory text I sent you after you hey, Tom, captured gold. Hey, listen. I, I, it's so funny you bring that up. I changed my phone number a few years back. I talked. There's a little boy in Blaine that has my number. He said that I, I reached out to him. Him and I speak periodically. And um, he, Tom, he said I had 112 text messages on the old numbers, or actually, it was 127 text messages on the old numbers. So um, I have not met this boy yet, but him and I are going to get together. Um, uh, he, he's been um, he's been great about my old number. So you'll, 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 <laughs> you'll get my text then, I guess. Yes. So yeah, just know, I guess ball, I ball. thought that could be, a, I thought that could be the case, but uh, just know that I, I did send one to you. Hey, well, um, I appreciate it. What you know, you're kind of you reminded me of Herb Brooks. One, you stayed in the background and you let the players, uh, and I think that's great. Um, they they kind of deserve it. Uh, you know, the the women have have kind of fought probably for notoriety, publicity, and certainly some sort of equality. So that was that was good of you to do that. Um, it, what about making the cuts? What was that like? Because because you know we I got cut from an Olympic team. You had to. Cut. Yep. That had to have been tough, but what was your thought process and philosophy around that? Well, good question, Tom. A lot of people have asked that. Um, but, you know, 
when I say when you step back from the emotion of it, Tom, and you look at the team as a whole, the emotion piece is hard, but the actual cut itself and what's right for the team, it really presents itself clearly. And I think for, for you know not only myself but the staff, we're able to look at this, and we know those players better than anyone. So no matter yeah. what's being said on the outside, nobody knows what we see day in and day out. Right. And it really just takes a conviction, right, to say, look, we, we we believe we know what's best for this team. If we have to let some veterans go that are good players, very talented players, um, step back from the emotion of it, do what's right for the team, and that's that's the process we went through. And we had a very you know a couple of cuts, very difficult cuts, but um, like I said, it really made itself clear, which is what you want. That's we good. Went yeah. Through the process, and and we were able to do it. Well, and you won the gold, so I guess you did the right thing. Oh, we won the gold. Yeah, hey. we're, we're very happy about it. Hey, Rob, what what made this team special? Uh, well, our leadership. Um, I think any team that wins, the leadership is uh, usually the critical piece. Our captains were phenomenal. Uh, Megan Duggan, Casey Bellamy, and Brianna Decker. Brianna Decker was a late addition to a captain. She hadn't been a captain in, you know, I've been with the team eight years Um but she she evolved into just an incredible leader, um, and our leadership was phenomenal. Um, what they stood for and the type of people they were and how they could, you know, corral the troops, you know, um, behind them and, and what they stood for, our leadership. And I would, I would also say that um, we challenged the players, and Tom, I'm sure you saw our team play a couple of times, but yep. we really challenged our players to to change the way they look at the game, and that's very hard. Um, we had to go through a lot of pain to get there. I mean, the pain that, uh, you know, I wouldn't wish on anyone when it comes to coaching a team because there's a lot of resistance to that, you know. Um, a lot of good players, you know, have a, you know, these players had a good idea on how to play the game, but we, we transformed their mind, and we became a puck possession team. Right. And in order to do that, it's easy. I think everybody, on you know, would love to be a puck possession team, but then to train that way and to go through the pain of becoming that was just extraordinary, and and that made us special. Yeah, that's really cool. And I did notice you you obviously were clearly a puck possession team, and and you're you know I guess yeah that's thanks for sharing that that it, it's tough transition or process to go through. Say as a goalie, and you ended up with um, you know Matty Rooney being kind of a hero not kind of, but part of the whole heroics. Um, what's it like? Is it different coaching a, 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 a female goalie? or and, and how do you feel these days about handling the puck the way you handled the puck or, <laughs> or playing like a high-wire act the way you were? Yeah. Well, Tom, that, it, first of all, Maddie Rooney, um, I can say it now. The Olympics are over. There was no question. No question. We never made it a controversy, but in my mind there was no question she was going to lead us to a gold medal. Um you know, if somebody ever bothers to ask her, she'll tell you that. Um, she was without question because she had what it took between the ears. You could see it. So young, though, too. Oh, yeah. It didn't, didn't, for me, Tom, it didn't even matter. I'm like, right. I, I believe in this kid. Like, you can play. You can stop the puck. You love those big moments. I don't care if you're 19 or 24. When you have that, you have it. And, and, um, and, and so it, I, I never had to you know, operate out of fear. I believed in her. She's going to get the job done, and she relishes in those moments. So that that's the same on the men's side, too. I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, male, female. When you have that, 
that's going to be the person you put in the net when it when it counts most. And so for me, again, obviously I study that and I know how important that is. And it was, you know, it was never a hard decision. It was it was an obvious decision. Um, as far as puck handling goes, that was one of the things when we uh, scouted Maddie when we brought her into the program extremely late. She was she was only really with our team for not even a full year. And one of the things I said to her, I said, Maddie, I've watched you. I said, you got to get better at playing the puck because we're, we're a team that doesn't want to spend a lot of time on our own end like everybody, but how we, how we handle the puck as a goalie, how our D fan out, how you make the first pass on a clean play, it is critical. And it was, you know, to her credit, um, it didn't take her long time. She was involved with our team here in residency, and she goes, boy, does it hit home now why it's so important. Um, and she got a lot better at it, a lot better at it, um, but mostly because she saw the value of it. That last game, just t- take us through what that experience was like uh, for you as that game went on and the pressure mounted and then you're, what, in overtime and a shootout. Robert, what was that experience like? I, I loved it. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, I mean, it's our coach. It's the greatest spot to be. If you're not a player, the next best spot is to being able to, you know, see the team, feel the team, and, and make some hopefully critical decisions that help with the outcome and and we were able to do that i mean um uh, you know i i i wasn't nervous at all i had um just because you're in the heat of the moment you're you're focused on exactly what's most important and that's you know your line changes your combinations but but uh, you know I, i'll tell you probably one of the most interesting things was uh in overtime when we were really really taking it to canada they they did they couldn't mount. They couldn't even mount a rush. Mm-hmm. And, and you know this, Tom. What's scary about that is, you know, you end up with a three-on-one. You miss a net. It's a two-on-one coming back the other way, and they get a they get a cheap goal. Yeah. You know. And that was the thing that, you know, I was most um, aware of. And and that's one of the reasons why we went with um, in the overtime why we went with two D and two forwards. You know, there's many ways to play it. We have very skilled players up front where you could say, you know, let's try to end this thing early. But I thought it was, you know, much much better to not lose the game and yeah. and you know have three forwards get really hungry. We played very very sound in the overtime, um, which clearly, uh, you know, I'm not sure Canada even mounted much more than a shot or two on goal. Um, you know, that was of any significance. So um, I was most worried about us just, you know, giving up a, a, a you know a two-on-one or something that, that wasn't really something that Canada generated, more of what we did wrong. So um, I actually felt that once we got to uh, the shootout, um, we, we were going to win. Um, we were going to win. So uh, obviously that's what happened. Do you like it that, that way to decide that game, Rob, or would, would you prefer as a coach and a hockey guy uh, to continue playing the sport itself as opposed to the shootout format? Well, let me say this. The day before uh, that game, mm-hmm. the men's, our men's, U.S. men's team lost in a shootout. And the two assistant coaches, uh, Brett Strote and Paul Mara, both said to me, oh, that's a terrible way to lose. And I said, unless you're on the other end. <laughs> you know, and that's the truth, right? I mean, if you look at it from that side, it's like the other team's thrilled. And, I, you know, it is what it is. Like, we, we of course, knew going in what the rules were of the game. And, and uh, you know what? There, there's things I care about, you know, I, I mean, a lot of things that I think could be different. Um, 
But at the end of the day, it is what it is. And, and um, you know, just for the fact that let's not ignore that, you know, leading up to the Olympics, things that we did, and I'm sure Canada did as well, but we ran a lot of shootouts and we took note of who was scoring. I mean, and, and we did it a lot. And the reality is we scored, you know, three times in a shootout out of six opportunities. That's rare. So, you know, hopefully hopefully all the preparation and, and watching our players closely, which we did. We, we ran so many shootouts uh, also in the Olympics. We ran shootouts uh, almost after every practice. And, you know, we don't want to get there. But at the end of the day, we still have to take note of who's got the, sure. you know, the, be ready. the mojo going in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the reports today are out there now that uh, Don Lucia, Rob, is stepping down as golfer coach. If those are indeed true and, and the university approached you, would the men's job be something that you would be interested in taking? Well, I think that the program, uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, I think, you know, we all can read and, you know, speculate. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I just talked to somebody today, uh, uh, did a little podcast, and the thing that's so from a former player and also somebody who coached there for eight years with Don, one of the things that I'll just say it breaks my heart is to see uh, and hear about the stands being half full. Um, that kills me. Um, I'm sure it does you too, Tom. The, the fans deserve something special there. And, uh, you know, if, if I got a phone call uh, from the university, I'd be more than happy to take the call, just as I did in 2010 when I got a call from the U.S. program. I got a call from Jimmy Johansson, who's, you know, now recently passed. Um, he called me, and, and you know, the, the question was, would you want to get involved with the program? And um, I said yes, and, and um, you know, um, you know, I, I'd be more than happy to um, listen to, you know, where they're at, what they think they need. But at the end of the day, it, it, it does. It, it breaks my heart to see uh, that rink half full and there's got to be something that that can be done to you know change that outcome yeah i i'm with you it it's really uh hard for for guys like us and and that played there and played there in an era when uh when it the stands were so full and we were the you know we were the the fastest game in town and and mm-hmm. go for hockey was um was really part of the fabric of the hockey of the winter around here and, mm-hmm. and now it's not the case. And so it is, it's, it's really, um, it's kind of a shame. So what do you think, I mean, what do you think they need to do to, to get back? Well, Tom, I think honestly, I mean, I, I, I know that the, the stands are an issue and, you know, people talk about the big 10, but to me, the, the way I see goal for hockey is, is a team that puts an honest effort and plays with passion and pride every single night when they put on that jersey. And when you do that, you're going to be successful. You will be successful. The Suns will come back. And, you know, Tom, you, both you and I had a teammate that I just loved. And to me, he exemplified goal for hockey uh, maybe like no other. And that was Gary Shopop. Yep. And the way he played the game of hockey and when he put that sweater on, he, to me, I admired that. And, and we yep. had so many players like that, but but he's a guy that stood out that you go, you know what, if that's not what goal for hockey stands for, I'm not sure I want to be involved because he he was incredible, 165 pounds soaking wet, and every single game he laid his heart on the line. Every single and practice. Every single – that's why I talk about him. Yeah. That – I mean, I can't get away from that's what goal for hockey should be. That's what a college athlete should be. That's what the university yep. should expect. Yep. And to me, 
that that is that that is there is no other way. If in my you know in my opinion, if you're going to do something, there is no other way than to exemplify what what somebody like you know Gary Schopeck stood for and what it meant to put on that jersey with the M on it. I could look at that and say, you know what, unbelievable role model he was. Yep, yep. He, 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 he no one ever ever appreciated more every single day that he got to it was like every day was a christmas for him he could not believe he was playing for the gophers it was unbelievable i i get chills thinking about him i remember seeing him after uh you know our college days and and just i mean he's forever in my mind forever exactly what it is to be a gopher hockey player And, and you know what i i you know I want every kid that puts on a jersey down there, a young kid that comes in, what would it be like if they knew him, saw him? Um, you can't you can't hide as a player when there's guys out there like that on the ice in practice. You can't hide in a game. There's nowhere to hide. You have to perform. You have to. That's your that's your um, role model. And you know, uh, I you know just based on. You know what I know and what I hear and what I've seen is that, that until you get that involved in the program and, and you go after players like that, I don't know how else it's going to change. I, I don't think the university can market their way out of this no, problem. No, it starts it starts with the culture and the environment, yeah. and and it starts with people like like Gary Shopek that are that kind of yeah. passion. But right now, the coach is going to have to somehow um, revive that that culture and that and that type of passion and and make the players realize what it used to mean and what it used to be and what it was like and um there's some work to be done but i i i i teed that one up for you a little bit and i'm glad you answered it so passionately i knew you would um you know we haven't we don't spend a ton of time together but i know you as a person i know what kind of what kind of player you were and kind of coach you uh probably are and and it's all about the passion and and it's it's more than it's more than the system and the X's and the O's and yeah. and having the you know you you just kind of went through the whole uh, Herb Brooks thing too of of not necessarily having all the best players but having the right players and congratulations on assembling that team and and then uh, sitting back and watching it unfold. Thank you, Rob. Really appreciate the time. I, yeah, I appreciate it too, guys. Great uh, stuff. Take care, okay. All right. You too. Bye bye. Rob Stauber, a f- former Gopher goalie, former assistant uh, on the Gopher men's hockey staff, and then, of course, most recently uh, coached the U.S. women's Olympic team uh, to a gold, talking about uh, his team and also about the news that uh, it's out there. Don Lucia is expected to step down as the Gopher hockey coach. It is not official yet, but it's out there. Let's come back and react, uh, Tommy, to what uh, Rob had to say Uh, Let's certainly react to what is going on at your former school today. And if you want to join the conversation, we're in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Give you a couple of options, 651-646-8255 in the Metro, 877-615-1500 if you're in the outstate, 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Much more to go. Uh, The news is that Don Lucia expected to resign as the Gopher 
hockey coach. Before we go anywhere, I want to talk to you about my friends, Prime Mortgage Lending. And let me suggest right now that if you are considering a mortgage, I want you to contact uh, my friends at Prime and Kent McCullough in particular. Because this is about being a teammate. This is not about uh, simply selling you on something. Prime wants to earn your trust. In fact, they would rather earn your trust than sell you a loan. That's right. Now, what does that mean? It means that while Prime would love to have you as a client, they want to meet with you first and explain their plan, and then the decision is up to you. That's because this is about a couple of key words here, folks. Teamwork and collaboration. That's what Prime and that's what Kent... But believe in it, that's what they're all about. If you're shopping for a mortgage, you can count on Prime to give you sound advice and straight answers. Prime wants to take some of the mystery out of the mortgage process for you. An example, did you know Prime may be able to put together a program that can pay your closing costs, not just include them in your loan, but actually pay them for you? Here's the website to go to, goprimewithkent.com. That's goprimewithkent.com. Once again, that's goprimewithkent, K-E-N-T.com. Back with more Gopher Hockey Talk after this. We're ready. Are you? The Mackie and Judd Show rolls on. Ready, master control? Ready, switch on. This is 1500 ESPN. And if you've not heard uh, all sorts of rumors out there that uh, Don Lucia will step down as Gopher Men's hockey coach, nothing official yet from the school, uh, but uh, reports out there and also uh, plenty of speculation about uh, this being, uh, having been, I should say, Tommy, Don's 19th and final season, 651-646-8255, if you'd like to join the conversation. Let's run a couple calls here. Let's start off with uh, Mike. Mike, you're on with uh, Judd and Tom. Mike, are you there? Mike, I'm going to give you one more shot. Come on, Mike. Can you hear me? Okay, now we got Mike. Good. Yes. There you go. I can hear you. I've I've had season tickets since uh, probably 83, 84. Nice. And... um, I really am getting kind of tired of the beating up on, on Lucia. I think he's a fine coach. He's a good gentleman, just like Woog was. I think you run their programs, run their time. Uh, Berenson ran the same situation with Michigan. What you've seen right now is a product of what Herb Brooks wanted years ago. He wanted Division One hockey in multiple places in the state, and you've got so many quality players now coming out all over the country that they're going to go to all kinds of different places. And the, the ideal that Minnesota is now going to be head and shoulders over everybody year after year after year is just not going to happen. The quality of play throughout the whole NCAA is so much parity now that the difference is very slim. Look at Boston College. They're on a downward trend. Wisconsin has gone through it. Everybody's gone through it. And what ends up happening is we keep going back to the same old theory. Tom talked about it and Rob talked about it. And certainly you want that passion. I do not doubt in any minute that those players don't have the passion and the coaches don't have the passion. Where I see what happens is we've also become a feeding program for the NHL. Back when Tom Chorsky and Rob Stauber played, they knew they were going to be there for four years, but they were playing to play at the University of Minnesota. Now it's just a stepping stone for that larger goal, and it's more obtainable because there are more kids playing in the NHL now. Thank you, Mike. Rob, you're – or Rob. Tommy, your thoughts? You got Rob on the brain. I got Rob on, on the um, brain because he was so good, but yes. I, I have – I agree a to, uh, to some of what he said, and I disagree with some of what he said. Um, and and just reminder, I played three years 
at the at the at the U, and mm-hmm. so did Rob. Rob and I both left the same year after we failed to win the national championship uh, in St. Paul, but we were so heartbroken. That we game just, still pains. Couldn't that go still, back. That still pains me, by the way. And, and you know, Snuggerud left that year too, and Todd yep. Richards left that year. So and 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 so anyway, um, I I agree that there's much more parity, and and it's true that Herb Brooks's vision was once the university had. Um, you know, had established itself and he wanted to see another option for Minnesota kids. And he went to St. Cloud and and that's what he wanted to do was kind of build that pyramid in Minnesota for Minnesota kids. The reason why the Gophers were all Minnesota kids primarily, although when I played, we had Frank Peterangelo, a Canadian goalie, Johnny Blue, a California goalie, and uh, Steve McSwain, an Alaskan guy. So it, even back in 1985, 86, 87, they weren't all Minnesotans, but anyway, it was supposed to be because there, North Dakota was taking Canadians and Duluth was taking Canadians, and at the time there wasn't Bemidji and St. Cloud and Mankato, so we tried to create a safe haven for Minnesota hockey kids to stay and play in college, and and that's was a, the philosophy. And then and then Coach Brooks decided, you know what, we can expand this and let's do that and let's make more opportunity, and that's what he did, and that's all good. And so there is more parity, but. Um, I think if you look at the characteristics of a program, and I've sort of touched on this earlier, was, you know, how is the relationship with the fan base? How is the relationship with the high school coaching uh, community? How is the relationship with the alumni? How is the relationship with a booster club? You know, you can look at a lot of other elements of a program that are must must have and some of this is stuff that Mike and I don't know about Tom right so like I can't I can't I can sit here and tell you what I think is wrong and what's sad about the building not being full but right. but you can elaborate on far more below the surface than Mike knows or I know right and and that, and, and that becomes important and you know what we need more people like Mike too to to you know either defend the, the all the good that Don has done and defend the program and 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 he did he brought up some good points that there is parity and there isn't going to be as much success now i didn't i just said they should qualify for the tournament every year or 90% of the time and they don't they should win it you know twice a decade in my opinion because of the if if you're running a if if you are the place to go to school in the state which they aren't right now but if you are then you get first crack and they still have gotten first crack casey middlestat could have gone anywhere he wanted, and he could have said, you know what, I'm going to go to North Dakota because they are turning out more pro players right now or whatever, and 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 they're not maybe, but, I mean, the Gophers have been turning out players too, but all these players arrive on campus having been drafted. He had his so choices. they've been identified as yes. as prospects already, but he had his choice, and, and people would talk to him, and he said, nope, I've always wanted to be a Gopher. I'm going to be a Gopher. Stop trying to talk me out of it. Uh, 651-646-8255, 877-615-1500. Chad, go ahead. Hey, Joe. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. I, I, have, two, I have two points. Um, sure. First point, I think that um, um, the NCHC, NC, NCHC um, the rivals are there, which the Big Ten doesn't have, and it just doesn't breed good hockey. I mean, I don't think it's a good – the Big Ten, I think, was our, was the hardest thing that the Minnesota Gophers ever went through. Um, that's personal. That's my thoughts on it. And then I don't think kids work as hard as kids back in the day, and I don't think it's uh, a good combination. So. Thanks, Chad. 
Um, the first, the first one, the this is where the conversation, Tom, to me gets dicey. There are problems that go, there are issues that need to be dealt with, probably in in a positive way, because we moaned and groaned enough that go well beyond the head coach. Okay? The Gophers, uh, my understanding is that the University of Minnesota was the only nay vote when when they went to the Big Ten schools and said, Penn State's in now, it triggers a hockey conference. The only nay vote was the Gophers said, no, we don't want that. Everyone else said, of course. And as you said before, that might have been wink, wink. They and might the have been TV like, they know they're going to lose anyway. Too. So yeah, exactly. They're on the record of saying no, and they can. So the big, so one, the Big Ten's improving. It's here to stay, and, and I understand that that the getting the arena filled again is not solely the head coach's job. Uh, all of that being said, though, I really think you need to turn a corner now and get a coach who's going to embrace this thing. And and by embrace it, I mean get out there in front of things. But we four it's just, it's, aren't there four Big Ten teams in the tournament? And the and the Big Ten has turned into a good hockey conference. It's, yes, it's, just, it's a this, this is, is a, more this is more this about is a, this is a local. The Bulldogs perception. are gone and the Huskies are yeah, gone. And they, they miss we miss those rivalries. Hockey. We we miss the rivalries. And North Dakota, which is right. A so big we loss. need to sprinkle those in somehow. You know, they need to yep. schedule those. And I don't know that. Well, those rivalries are gone though. Tom, for for the most part, because they were your conference foes, and now they're not. But but the corner yeah, so has they to be have turned. Less, they have less meaning now, even when they put them together. The corner has to be turned here, though. Absolutely, the, the, you gotta. It's it's here to stay. Let's stop griping about that and fighting over that. Um, so yeah, I mean, people miss those old rivalries, uh, no doubt. I I don't know that. I still I'd still like to see a schedule. You know, St. Cloud regularly and Mankato. You know, somehow regularly or do some sort of. You know, some sort of thing. I to think they do keep schedule, that. Yeah. yeah, they do a little bit. Maybe not as much as they could. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's. I think he also said he doesn't think the players work as hard. Um, they're not. They're not as passionate. They're not working as hard. I. You know that. I don't know that. That, that to some degree is who you're recruiting. Yeah. You know, you need to. You need to go recruit. There's different types of players, right? Thomas Vanek is not a hardworking player, yeah. but he's an effective player. But you and you need to have you need to have you know stallions on your team and you need to have Clydesdales and and maybe we don't have enough Clydesdales that are working hard and we've got a bunch of guys that are are nifty players skill players and uh, think they're going straight to the NHL based on their skill but I can tell you coaches do and fans do appreciate hard work because you can rely on it it's you know sometimes your offense is there your skill is there sometimes it's not if you're a hardworking player. Coaches love it, and I wasn't always the hardest working player, and, uh, and that's why I sat in the stands sometimes. But it's they're reliable. So anyway, I don't know why what he's where he's seen that or what if it, if that was towards I think college hockey in general or yep. but kids aren't working that hard. I don't know. Then we need to make them work harder. Uh, six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. The word is out uh, that Don Don Lucia will resign as Gopher hockey coach. It's not official yet uh, from the school. Uh, but reports um, uh, indicate that it will be coming down in the next couple of days. 651-646-8255. Zolgad and Chorsky back after this from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. These men are consummate snowball artists. Mackey and Judd. Is this true? Yes, it's true. On 1500 ESPN. Mackey and Judd today, Zolgad and uh, former golfer hockey player Tom Chorsky. A very good day uh, for Tom to be here because there is uh, breaking news about Don Lucia 
The Athletics' Chad Graff uh, just posted this. Amid mounting pressure and without an NCAA tournament win in four years, University of Minnesota men's head hockey coach Don Lucia expected to inform his team Tuesday that he is stepping down after a 19-year tenure atop the premier college hockey program. Sources actually told Michael Russo from the publication. It's unclear whether Lucia is retiring or being forced out. The team meeting with with the Gophers, uh, Tom, is scheduled for 1.30 this afternoon. So that is, that's about as official as it gets that uh, Don Lucia um, will be. I, my guess is I, I think you're right. I don't think he's going to be fired. I think he's going to be given the buyout, which is somewhere north of $300,000. I think three fifteen, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, probably just step down. And I would. He's 59. I would be really surprised if he coaches again. Oh. I, I see him going to Alaska where he and his wife have land. And they I, have a, They've finished building a home. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's not just a piece of land. <laughs> okay, yeah, exactly. So I, my point being is I think you're right. I think he retires. And I do not think he retires under pressure to go find a new job. I no. think he retires and says, we'll see you all later. It's been 19 fun years with two national championships, and we don't see him for a long, long time. Yeah, I think he's riding off into the sunset and um, and going to enjoy retirement. Uh, you know, he's got he's got kids that are now having kids, so he's got mm-hmm. grandkids, and, and they're a tight-knit family, and he's going to have a wonderful retirement. To the phone lines we go. We have uh, David. What's going on, David? Hi, guys. I got a, what I think is a pretty good analogy for you of what, what's happened with gopher hockey. Okay. Iowa wrestling. How did, how do, did, do explain more. Yeah, well, how did, how did Iowa, Iowa wrestling um, go down the tubes? Well, after Dan Gable left, yep. their, their program, I mean, they certainly weren't they didn't disappear by any means, but they struggled for a number of years to get their feet back under them. And they're still not back up to where they were. And part of the reason they're not is the same, same thing. The other gentleman mentioned about, you know, there's more options for kids today. Well, back in Gable's day, Iowa was the option. If you were the best wrestler in the country at your weight class, you were going to Iowa. It was that simple, right? You were either going there or Iowa state, possibly Oklahoma or Oklahoma state. Now you can choose between the Gophers put a big dent in their recruiting base for a while. Penn State put a huge dent in their recruiting base. And Penn State just won the national title. Well, they've won. Isn't isn't Penn State being run by a, a just a absolute legend in wrestling? Is to tell he, you the truth, I'm, I don't know. I think it's it's a guy that a big name a big name wrestler that was undefeated in college for four straight years, like a hundred and twenty seven and zero something. Sure. It's, if it's the same but guy, his so comparison makes sense. Yeah, it does I make mean, sense. Go, go for hockey. It's a little different. They sure. had a, they had a legendary coach leave. Yeah, but go for hockey has has changed. There, there's you know as as you said prior to St. Cloud State, they were it. Right. But but all of that being said, it it doesn't excuse what I think for that program is considered failure. Credit Chorskian has wrestling knowledge. Penn State head coach Cale Sanderson, legend at Iowa State. Nice job. Well done. Well I, done I on that. Nittany Lion wrestling I expert. A, I thought you were just a hockey guy. Well, when a guy's that legendary, right? You got you to oh, know I know, that. No, no. I had no idea. I knew of him because no. he was Iowa State. And my I, brother went there right yeah, around the same time he did. I remember the name. Did. Yeah. I had no clue. Look at you. And he was undefeated. Or he, was un, he won four straight high school 
um, Iowa high school ter- uh, championships too. So. That's very impressive, Chorsky. But uh, yeah, so back to the topic of of programs. You know, they do go through um, evolutions, right? Sure. It, it just happens either with the parting of a of a legendary coach, um, or or a coach that's been there too long. Maybe sure, and, but, and that's that's what's happened. But right, this is this is why this isn't really this isn't really a, a sad day as far as him being forced out. Nineteen years in this era is a really good run. Yeah, but it's a good run. But I sometimes don't like, things have to change. Um, what I don't like, what I think should be, I think a coach should leave a program in as good or better shape. Than when they took it over. Yeah, but part of the problem sometimes when you stick around too long sometimes is it uh, does begin to deteriorate and disintegrate. Well, I'm not excusing that. I'm not excusing that. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying this doesn't need to be bitter and it doesn't need no, to be nasty. No, no, Th- no. This is just well. it's simply time for a change. Uh, Chris, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Appreciate the uh, conversation with Rob Stubbin. It was an excellent interview. It was, it was great. great. Yeah, a question for you guys, are, just to get your comments on um, so many of these hockey players are doing the one and done and going right into the NHL. How is that affecting uh, the sport? You know, you, you just wait for the day that Middlestead's going to say he's going to the NHL and then you have to start rebuilding again. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think... Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Um, yeah, it. I, I think it's the way it is. It's a little bit like the Big Ten's here to stay. This... this um, this type of uh, player is here to stay. I think what you need to do is um, you can't just walk away from those two-year players because they can be great marquee players, and if you can get them, you should get them, or if they want to come to your program. Um, I think what you have to do is you build a program that's so strong, so thriving, and is is helping them develop that they stay for an extra year. You're never going to get them for four. Mm-hmm. If you can get them... I mean, if you're a first-round pick in the top ten, like Casey Middlestat, if you have him for one, that's probably not that unusual. One and done. Mm-hmm. Most would be two. Mm-hmm. That's you know, if you're a, a reasonable mom and dad, and you go, you know what, I don't need my eight, nineteen-year-old kid off playing in the American League, or even if he's in the NHL, it's like let's let's stay for two years at least and and play in the program. But if you are a, if you have a staff, and if you have a program and an environment. That is healthy, not toxic. If it is thriving and developing players because you have expertise on your staff that are able to prepare a player for the next level, they will stay. And the team that drafted them will say, you know what, Johnny, you're in a good spot. We don't really, we're we're fine with you developing at your program because we're in contact with your coach, which wasn't happening. We are watching you develop and you are being coached by a former NHL defenseman. And they, they don't and that's have, not happening. And so they don't have a former National Hockey League player on the staff, do they? No. No, they don't. And most most top ten programs do. And and they might have two. Or and and you know, I just think I, and it's easy for me to say because I was there, and you know, and it's easy for them to say we don't need it because they weren't there. That's convenient, right? For them to say sure. we put lots of guys in the NHL. Well, yeah, because they were drafted in the first two rounds, they were going to get there anyway. Probably, I'm getting a little heated up here. You can see. No, that's okay. It's stuff starting to come it, out. It's but, interesting. But um, there's no question that players would stay longer. Back to is it Chris's question? Back to his his comment or his question. Players will stick around longer. If there's a reason to stick around, and if they are a high draft pick, 
yes, the teams and their agents and and the GMs are watching him and they're going, you know what? We need to get this kid into our fold. We've invested a first round pick into him or a second round pick and he's not yep. developing yep. and he's not surrounded by anyone that's ever played in the NHL. Yep. We just don't think he's getting the counsel and the coaching and the development that we need him to get right now. These are important years. He's 19. And when he arrives, you know, when we sign him to a contract, um, or when you know, or when we need him to be a pro in the NHL in three years, he's not on that track. We need to. Get, we're going to get him on track. Uh, final word on this from Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, um, I've, I've been listening to a lot of this, a lot of the issues going on, and I'm, I, I want to uh, respond to. I, I know who said about uh, uh, playing St. College State and UMB and those teams like that. That they're that because they're Minnesota teams. We did play them this year. They play them every year. And nobody was there. It doesn't matter when they play them, nobody was there. If I had to, when they played North Dakota, I'd go to Joe Sensors and watch them because they had the feed. No one else had the feed. Right. Um, that, to me, that was, if you want to go for hockey or college hockey to make a leap above some of the other teams, you got to show them, you got to put them on TV. And I, that's one of the problems that's happening. Yep. Uh, I, I know I just I was a Tom Choice just talking about the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Gopher players right now they have, they have a uh, when they recruit them they ask them to play three years. Now Middlestad won't play three years. He he should, but he won't. Uh, I don't know if you need an NHL defenseman on the team. They didn't do it. How many years ago did he win two national camp champions championships? Then he won at Colorado College. I don't think you need a pro. That you do need uh, a lot of uh, good players that do want to stay, yeah. but it's just not happening. You know? Thanks, Jeff. Uh, let, let's come back and, and talk about that first point to to wrap things up because that is where the program needs to. That's where the new coach and the program are go- going to need to meld together a bit. There are some business things here that that go beyond the coach's control as well. Uh, that does not come down to do you win games on the ice, though. But there are some things, as an alum, I'd be curious to get your thoughts about that. We'll come back and wrap things up. Mackie and Judd today has been Zolgad and Chorsky. We're in the TCL Broadcast Studios. GL takes over at 1. Mackie and Judd are back. Now, you can go when they're ready by poking them with your finger. On 1500 ESPN. Join me, Dave Harrigan, and 1500 ESPN. Saks Sports Bar as well. I'll be in Badness Heights this Friday, 5.30 to 7.30 for the ultimate college basketball tournament. Viewing party, basket pong, prizes, a little bracketology perhaps, and the fantastic beer specials. It's all sponsored by Dos Equis. More details, 1500ESPN.com. Keyword, events. Final segment, Mackie and Judd, which today has been uh, Zolgad and uh, Tom Chorsky, former Gopher hockey player, and a good day for Tom to join us, considering the fact the news out of the U of M is that Don Lucia will be stepping down um, as Gopher men's hockey coach. It's not official yet. According to the Athletics, uh, Mike Russo and Chad Graff, Lucia will meet with his players at 1.30 to inform them that he will be uh, stepping down. All right, Tom, back to the last caller. So the new coach is going to come in here and have a lot of work to do as far as reengaging the fan base, uh, recruiting, all of that. What does Mark Coyle and the business side of the school need to do, though, to to just accept the fact that it's Big Ten hockey now? WCHA is gone. 
at least for the Gophers. Yeah. What what does that side need to do? Because I feel I feel like the ball has been dropped by many here. Yep. And when I'm sorry, but when that Penn State series, when we found out that that was going to be carried on the internet only, and you were going to have to buy the package to get it, to get it, and then the Gophers fought the entire week to to clear the games on TV, which is all well and good. But the fact that we even had a conversation about Gopher hockey in a playoff series in right. 2018 being on the internet only. Right. So what do they need to do uh, to to at least uh, get things going in the right direction from a business standpoint? Well, you know, you're it's like a spurned a spurned lover. You know, it's like they they and they need to probably. We've talked about maybe lower ticket prices. Just on you're talking about business things, right? And yeah, and I'm, ta- I'm talking. So about there's some business some things. Too. They need to probably lower ticket prices to make it a little bit, you know, easier to come back. Um, there's got to be some marketing slash rebranding that needs to go on, or maybe not rebranding, but um, well, you might not no, just messaging. Right. You know, you're gonna yeah. have to get some messaging out there that resonates with the fan base that strikes a chord, um, either on their heartstrings or sensical one or the other or both that you know what it's time for this fan base to help this new coach to help the new direction to help the university and I'm kind of shooting from the hip here but something to activate the fan base again and get us back excited get us back in the building get us back rooting for him cheering for him through thick and thin because they probably aren't going to you know turn it on a dime but um but it shouldn't be that hard, right? To, because they're going to have, they should have a good team. They should have a lot of talent, if they, especially if they can. Although I heard Lindgren just signed or is going to sign, so they're losing one of their better players there. If Casey Middlestat decides to stick around with the new coach, that would be great um, because he can be a marquee player. He's a special talent. But from the business side, yeah, they they need to they need to lower ticket prices. They need to market and brand and and message out that something reengage here. And hey, you know what? We've been shame on us. We've been not. We've been asleep at the wheel. We haven't been paying close enough attention to you. Um, they need to listen. There's a lot of smart marketing people, a lot of smart smart sports marketing people in this town. Um, I think of one. I think it's Corky Hall might be his name. He was instrumental and continues to work behind the scenes with the Minnesota Wild, right? Mm-hmm. And the Wild did a fantastic job. They rolled into town and they figured out that they were going to be. No, not America's team. They were going to be Minnesota's team. This was going to be the state of hockey team of 19,000. They've never promoted an individual player, right? We had Gabrick. No, they promoted They promoted their logo. They promoted the team. They put it in the, they made the fans the star because it was all about team of 19,000. All, you know, pretty smart stuff to get everyone engaged and on board with the wild. Now the Gophers have to do something along those lines to get the fan base like they're feeling the love again and that we're headed in the right direction and that people are listening, they are listening to us or they are talking to us. And the same thing with the scouting community and the high school coaching community and the, and the booster community and the alumni community community that all needs to be engaged in a way that people want to come back and feel the love. Sounds like a press conference, by the way, being scheduled for about four 30 with the Gophers and the Lucia news. And we'll have that here. On 1500 ESPN. All right. Sounds good. We're done. Tom Chorsky, thank you. Appreciate the time today. Uh, Garage Logic is up next.